From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 359 for the week of October 23rd, 2014. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony has a review of the Cable Car Kitchen at Knott's Berry Farm and I chat with Todd Regan, Executive Director of the Walt Disney Birthplace Restoration Project. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Threat of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. How was everyone's week? Fine. Chickeny. Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> I was in Dallas, so um, I'm just going to be in quarantine for the next 21 days. So oh, just to be safe. So nice. There you go. Well, you so, know. I was near the hospital. I actually drove by the hospital. Do you have any pets? Uh, no, they don't. So, not, okay. not on my purpose, but I happened to drive by. I'm like, oh, there yeah. it is. Great. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to commit by there on purpose, Tony. And so I know Nancy's going to be the CDC and tell me that I have nothing to worry about and all that stuff. I know. I'm just saying I was in Dallas. Uh, well, did you see how they made the school, uh, school district in Maine made the teacher stay out for like three weeks on paid oh. leave because they had a conference they went to in Dallas and they came back and all the parents freaked Michael. out? Michael. That might be our way to get out of some some teaching <laughs> and some schooling. That's right. I heard Dallas. a kid went to, and then that's all he needs. But yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Well, actually, I'm going to commit heresy because I saw the one of the best animated films I've seen in a really long that was, time. That wasn't Disney. That was, and it wasn't Disney. Really? You, what was it? Well, you know, because since we've talked about Dia de los Muertos so much because yeah. of, you know, it being at Disneyland and Knott's Bay Farm, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Spoiler alert. It's day, It's the Book of Life. It's by... I've heard um, about it. Okay. It's by Fox Animation, and it was amazing. I cried twice. Really? It was such a story with so much heart. It was told beautifully. Okay, I need to go um, see it. It oh, you would be so in love with it, Mary Jo. My kids loved it. I loved it. It it was just phenomenal. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Do you cry when you play the game of life? <laughs> the game of life. Uh, no. Only when I have to get married and have twelve kids in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I cry when my kids are in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend, most of us will be in Arizona yes. saying hello to all of our friends there. Um, you have, if you're listening to this on Thursday, you have one more day to check out the auction items and pre-bid on any of the auction items. Uh, the deadline is Friday the 24th at 3 p.m. There's some good stuff there. There is some good stuff, there and is. we've got a lot of bids, so yeah. that's really cool. I mean, at this point, we've raised six hundred dollars already without even having to meet. So, wow, I keep getting outbid. That is very so cool. obviously, you I like the popular stuff. What are you stuff. bidding? Oh, no, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to say what I'm I wait, did. I'm going to go to the website and see what she's bidding on. Yeah, <laughs> and make it a game. 
I'm going to do it like eBay, where I'm going to watch and watch, Wait, and then the at the minute. last yeah. minute, I'm yeah, yeah, see, going I'm in an for algorithm. what I want. You guys are different. <laughs> I'm going <gonna>, I'm <laughs> to go right behind you, Michael, and after you do it, I'm going to put mine in. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely check that out, and we'll be there um, having a lot of fun at Dave & Buster's on Friday night, mm-hmm. and then meet on Saturday. And the costume we'll contest. we record a segment there that will go up um, next week. What were you going to say, Major? I'm sorry, and we get to judge a costume uh, contest. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, we do. Yep. I want to see how how creative everybody everybody is this weekend. Yeah. Yep. I just want to throw out a thanks to Denise for for taking taking the ball and running this with this one. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully next year even bigger and better. Um. So anyway, any housekeeping? Yes. Oh no. Okay. So oh, he I hear paper. Oh, I hear no. paper. Yes, and I'm a digital guy, so. This is really exciting. So um, I have in, in, in my hand from the home office and, and whatever. Um, I have the office. actual meal, the, the, the Tony's Patel meal plan, which we uh, talked about before with Knott's Berry Farm, and uh, how we could do the all-day dining plan when you oh, add yeah, it. Tony, yeah, Tony we, doesn't have a fridge. Oh, yes. yeah, so I'm just going to eat at Knott's all day. That was the discussion. Well, could I eat at Knott's? Every meal, and then save money because it was only an extra like nineteen dollars, right, Mary Jo? Right. On a month, you add it onto your pass. Yeah, nineteen dollars a month. I'm like nineteen bucks a month. Okay, I'll eat there all the time. Well, I don't know if I can eat there all the time because here's what's available. So in Ghost Town, Sutter's Fine Fare, cheeseburger and French fries, Buffalo style breaded chicken sandwich and French fries, chicken tenders and French fries, Western barbecue bacon burger and French fries. There's one. Can you it, sub it, out the French fries for like I, salad I, I or applesauce? I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I just noticed a lot of French fries there. At yeah. Bigfoot Broiler, things get a little different. Cheeseburger and French fries. <laughs> this time, cheeseburger is two separate words. Where in Sutterstein <laughs> Fair, it was all one word. Cheeseburger and French fries. Footlong hot dog and French fries. Ooh, that's different. Grilled chicken sandwich. There's the one thing I could have. Grilled chicken sandwich and French fries, and then um, grilled chicken kebab and French fries. Okay. We've got a little bit there. At Boardwalk, you're going to notice a trend. Cheeseburger and French fries. Cheese or pepperoni personal pizza and French fries. Jumbo hot dog and French fries. Grilled chicken Pizza sandwich. and fries? Yeah. Wow, grilled chicken. Gross. And as we're discussing gross and too much carbs, you'll want to listen to the um, cable car review. Not gross, <laughs> but just a lot of carbs. That's my little... If you haven't already listened, listen to it. Uh, grilled chicken sandwich and French fries. Coaster's Diner, cheeseburger, Southwest burger, chicken tenders, grilled chicken, all with French fries. Grizzly Creek Lodge, Grizzly Creek Lodge, cheeseburger, french fries, chicken tenders, and french fries, jumbo hot dog, french fries, grilled chicken sandwich, and french fries, cantina, tostada salad with beans and rice, grande burrito yeah. with beans and rice, two tacos with beans and rice. But Tom, you were right. Basically, burgers and fries. Yeah. I'm so Not glad you I wouldn't do that for an, for $30 for the all day dining plan. Oh, and you get two, right? So you right. get two. One meal at, at any participation, participating location every 90 minutes. No. So mm-hmm. you could have more than two. But um, that's what you can eat, though. It's not. It's very limited. Thanks for for looking it up, Tony, because I was really considering it. I know that we have till November third to renew to get mm-hmm. the twenty fifteen pass, which I plan to do. And I was going to do the add on for the food, but you know, I like more healthy. I, a turkey sandwich would be really nice in there. It doesn't have to be elaborate. But you know what? You should listen to the cable car review because I'm going to discuss <laughs> the turkey sandwich. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um, 
but, yeah, but really it's not only... included, right? It's no, I no, it's only these. In, yeah, it's only those those ones. Yeah. And what's interesting is it's only there's a grilled chicken sandwich, the grilled chicken kebab, the grilled chicken sandwich. There's a grilled chicken and everything, but that's it. There's nothing. There's there's nothing. Uh, yeah. Different. There's no salads or anything like that. So well, there's mm-hmm. the tostada salad, but that, that yeah, that's a salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it had the word salad. You're right. They tried. But, yeah. And they French did have there. variety with one having, you know, cheeseburgers, one spelled all together, cheeseburgers. Yes. Well, Sutter's Fine Pear, for some reason, was all all one. Everything else was French fries. Like that's but, a sit-down location. Yeah, but everything mind. said French fries. Like, it didn't say that you could, couldn't could substitute, but it was just interesting. I, I, think I don't know that some of those places even have anything else. Other things. Yeah, yeah I know. I think so. we could summarize that with filler food. Filler food yeah, and filler wow. food. Yeah, so. Anyways, and you know what, what's actually interesting about the whole thing is Knott's has really good food, I think, mm-hmm. for being, I mean, that's kind of what they started with. So I would almost be a little disappointed if I got the plan and then all I'm getting is burger and fries. Right. And no chicken. I mean, they have the grilled chicken, but it's not the same as the other yeah. chicken. Yeah. So it's anyways. pre-done. It's probably pre-frozen grilled chicken bros. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you for bringing down the room. <laughs> I'm just yeah. reading. I'm in. I know. No, now we're informed, so I appreciate it. All right, so I have a clarification from my review last week of La Quinta Inn and Suites, which I stated was a good neighbor hotel. Well, they were a good neighbor hotel, and they are currently not on the list of good neighbor hotels. What? They, and I'm, I'm, they took them off? I'm assuming that's because of the, of the construction going on, maybe? Didn't they take one of the other ones off during construction? They may have. I think Disney's Disney's pretty particular with their good neighbor. Yeah. And what drives me crazy are the hotels that claim to be new good neighbor hotels and they're not. Mm -hmm. I actually argued with this one person who told me he was good neighbor and I said, excuse me, I'm looking at the Disney list and you're not on it. Right. Right. So, and I'm assuming they will be back on the list again, but right now they are not on the list. Still a good place to stay, but not on the list of good neighbor hotels. So it's going to be harder for your travel agent to book it. Yeah, they can't book through the Walt Disney Travel yeah, Company. Can't bu- and, yeah, and you can't book a package at this point for looking to end. I will keep an eye on that, and if that gets back on the list, I will let you know. So, now I'm actually staying at a place next week that I'll review in a couple weeks. It's a brand new Hyatt place uh, that is not on the list yet because it's brand new, but I I see no reason why it wouldn't be eventually on the list. Right, Mary Jo? Correct. Yeah, Hyatt Place, it's going oh, yeah. to be a good neighborhood yeah. hotel. It is a yeah, good neighborhood so. hotel. It, is it? No, I don't think it is yet because it's brand new. That's what I meant to say. It's going to be a good neighborhood hotel. Yeah, it's going to be a good neighborhood hotel. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm preempting, the, preempting the good neighborhood hotel. But, but it's brand new, so I want to get in there as quickly as possible so you all can hear about it. Thank you for doing the research. Um, let's see. Other housekeeping. Anybody else? I want. I, I have a. You go first, let's Michael. Let's see. Let's start with Mike. Let's start with Mary Jo. We all start with Michael. Let's go with Mary Jo. Okay. Um, well, this today actually, which is last Sunday, according when we when we air, I <laughs> went on the Disneyland tour of downtown Los Angeles with Charles Phoenix, and had a lot of fun. 
joined uh, with. Did he remember you? Yeah, he did. He can't help it. Okay, you know, cool. he didn't. At least he didn't groan when he saw me. But he was like, okay. "I know you yeah. from someplace." I said, "Oh yeah, we chatted in our. We had a nice chat." And he goes, "Really? Where?" And I said, "On our podcast." And he goes, "Oh yeah." And you were driving. Yeah, and, and you, you were driving. Connection and, and kept losing connection and just. But um, a shout out to Shelly and Todd from Alberta, Canada, who were also on the tour and they listened to our show. Nice. And they actually, I asked them, so um, what brought you to the tour? And they said, you. I said, yes, tell Charles that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really nice that, that they went. And um, just shout out to Linda and Bree, Leslie and Chrissy, who also went on the tour. We had a really nice time. It was a good group. Uh, Charles just has a way of delivery, as Michael well knows. That's so entertaining. And he's so enthusiastic about the places that he shows. I know. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> and, and his voice. And he took us to some really cool places. He took us to the, uh, the Bradbury Building, which is um, an, one of the inspirations for the buildings on Hollywood Street in, in Buena Vista area. And the interior of the building, oh my gosh, it it's hard to describe. It's just architecturally, it's gorgeous inside. Or as he would say, it's gorgeous inside. No, I, I can't do Charles. Sorry, Shelley and Todd. But um, he also took us to... And were you on a bus? We, well, or? what happens is he starts the tour off at the Union Station, and we get a little tour of the Union Station. We take... Mm-hmm. Then we're given Metro tickets and we, oh, neat. we okay. take the train to Chinatown which is the next stop and the bus picks us up there and we get to go we walk through the pedestrian area of Chinatown we get goodies I don't want to tell what the goodies are because it's kind of a nice surprise but I'll just say we got a goodie at Chinatown we got a goodie at Alvera Street and then we had lunch at Philippe's and everybody paid for their own he gave us 50 he said 50 to 53 minutes at Philippe's to have lunch. And um, we walked through downtown and we saw some areas that I have never seen before. And I saw areas that I have been, but some of the details. And he doesn't really go into deep um, historical detail, but he gives you highlights of them. And then he has Disney references, which makes it fun. So I highly recommend the tour. He's having another one in November. And um, Shelly and Todd, if you guys email me at maryjo at wdwinfo.com and let me know what you thought of it, I'll, I'll share it on the show. But uh, we just had a, a really, really nice time. And again, if I missed it, November 16th is going to be his next tour. Starts at 11 a.m. It ends at 5 p.m. And we made it there at 5 p.m. Um, Leslie, Linda, and Brie had taken the train that was leaving at 510 so they were like, see you later, and they ran <laughs> to, to catch their train. <laughs> but highly, highly recommend this tour. Very cool. Thank you, Major. Michael? A couple of things. Um, one is, did you all get your Very Merry Time Cruise Castaway Club booklet? No. I have not. I got mine. So all for Podcast Cruise 5.0. I know so, and it, yeah. yeah, it's very, very exciting. I'm sad. And people have been, uh, people have been posting about all the special activities on the very maritime cruise, like gingerbread house building and Ooh. King Triton, um, lighting the Christmas tree. And which, how did Elsa miss out on that gig? Mm-hmm. I'll never know. Mm-hmm. And, but if you were on podcast cruise 3.0, 
um, Carol and I remember doing all that stuff. So I guess it's the same kind of things that they do on the holiday cruises, but now they have a special name. Very <laughs> exactly. merry time cruises. Is there an extra so, charge anyway, for it, but, Michael? No, no. Well, f- there was for the gingerbread house. The only problem is making the gingerbread house was a lot of fun, but what do you do with it? Yeah, I mean, afterwards. Like you can't fly at home. Yeah. You probably can't take it off the ship because it's food. Yeah, so I don't know. We left it in our stateroom. You didn't eat I mean, it? We, 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 no. We, we each made our own and now I left it there. So it, mine didn't look very appetizing. Carol's is very nice. And so, but, um, yeah, and they, they have, they had special Christmas music and carolers and all kinds of things. It was a lot of fun. So, um, and then. Go ahead. Uh, let, let me add. Speaking of podcast shoes, three point or five. What the heck? Five point Make sure if you haven't already, go in and, and register for your credentials. And if you want pre and post night um, stage, add that in, and also your transportation. All those links are in the in the first post on that thread. Okay, back to you. And those of you, you all like to go to Coke Corner, right, and listen to the ragtime piano oh, players. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, well, when I was at the Walt Disney Family Museum last weekend for their fifth anniversary celebration, I walk in and I hear this ragtime piano player and I think, wow, that sounds really familiar. And I walk over into the corner of the lobby and it's Rod Miller from Disneyland. What? Oh my and gosh. Yeah. Yeah. They had him playing there. They didn't advertise it or anything. And he cool. is, he is fantastic. I think out of, I like all of the piano players, but out of all of them, I think he was the best because he plays with such a flourish and he tells all kinds of stories. You never know what they're going to be. They'll be about vintage Disneyland stories or about how drinking soda will kill you (laughs) or about how uh, about the kind of salt you should use. I, I, I mean, you never know what the man is going to say. But he, uh, he, but you know, he learned how to play music from listening to um, player pianos, and he bought rolls, pia- um, pi- the pia- pi- yeah. player piano rolls, and he learned from those, and he that's how he got the hang of them. And there was one particular person whose style that he liked, and so he bought all of his rolls. And that's how he learned his particular style. And once that person was at Disneyland and he was sitting there listening to him and unbeknownst to Rod, he walks up to him and says, you know, you sound an awful lot like whatever this person's name was. And Rod said, well, I learned from listening to his roles. And he said, well, that's me. <gasps> what? And, <laughs> yeah. And so, and, th- and he also confessed that when he worked at Disneyland, he didn't know one princess from the other. <laughs> they were all just the Wait, same. Wait, Rod Miller the said that? He knew, yeah. He didn't know who was Cinderella and who was Snow White. And who was, he said he could tell which one was Pocahontas. <laughs> but, um, Anyway, so he was he was hilarious. Now, he I overheard him telling someone who used to be the I think he was like the general manager of the Main Street Electrical Parade. And they were talking and Rod was talking about how he's working weekends. He has a a weekend gig um, playing. And another member of the museum, actually a friend of the Diz, um, Russell Flores, Mm -hmm. told me that that Rod is actually going to be working again at Disneyland. And I don't know if that's true or not, 
But it's something to keep an eye out for if you're at Coke Corner in Disneyland on weekends. See if um, Rod Miller is there. I don't know. I didn't hear this until after um, Rod had packed up and left for the day. He'll be he'll be right next to Oscar. But that would be great. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but uh, so, yeah, so take a look. If you're at Disneyland on a weekend, go to Coke Corner and see if Rod Miller's there. That's awesome. And the the best um, ragtime piano player. I agree. Nice. Okay, speaking of Podcast Cruise 5.0, again. um, So uh, some of you know that there's a, a particular person who has booked the cruise and has been hiding it from his wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so he this this and I'm trying to be I'm I'm being very vague on purpose. So he posted on the on the boards just now. Received my documents today. Actually, they were sent to my parents' house, as this cruise will be a surprise for my wife. Um, I'll skip ahead. It has been so hard keeping this from her for almost a year. Wow. Uh, getting all my confirmations sent to a different email address, so she can't uh, peek on peek. Uh, looking forward to meeting everyone as this will be their first podcast. Group. I can hardly wait to meet them. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I have no idea who it is. Oh, Mary Jo knows who it is. Mary Jo hasn't no. met them. Mary, Mary Jo is. If has I've met, met them, them so. Mary Jo has met them because I've met yes. nobody. <laughs> have what, I met what's them? amazing have I met is them before Mary Jo. Uh, Quite possibly, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Okay, maybe. What uh, what what amazes me in this is how has he hidden the financial arrangements for this from his wife? <laughs> Lots because of I can't, gift cards from Target. I, don't I know. can't buy a stick of gum without Carol knowing <laughs> I've spent fifty cents or whatever. A stick She's a wise from. woman that Carol just bowling. <laughs> <laughs> So we've talked about the podcast cruise. Also, don't forget about the Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Dares and Dreams Unlimited Travel. And us. And us. Woo! Coming up in June of twenty of June twelfth of twenty fifteen on the beautiful Jewel of the Seas. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Links to anything we talk about here on the show you will find at disunplugged.com. Any other housekeeping? Did I miss anything? Yay! Okay. Uh, All right, over to Tony with the news. Knott's Berry Farm is under fire for its Day of the Dead-themed haunted house. Really? The popular theme park in California is under fire for a Halloween installation that some allege is culturally insensitive to Latinos. Knott's Berry Farm's Day of the Dead scare zone is being called sacrilegious and inappropriate, and a change.org petition already has close to 800 signatures to force the park to take down the attraction. The, campa- hmm. yeah, the campaign against the Knott's Berry Farm Scare Zone was started in Hesperia, by Hesperia, California resident Armando Cruz Velasco, who is angered that the park is using a traditional holiday like the Day of the Dead, or Dia de los Muertos in Spanish, to market what he sees as just another Halloween haunted house. This sacred holiday, although trivialized in media and mainstream, is important to the Latino community, Velasco said in a statement Sent to Fox News. I shouldn't have said that, but that's okay. Whatever. No, I should say it. We should say where we're getting our sources. Fox News Latino, actually. But this was in other sources, just so everybody knows. Multiple sources had this story. Would not get away with taking another sacred cultural holiday and creating a scare zone with it? I think not. So why are we letting them appropriate Dia de los Muertos year after year after year? Knott's Berry Farm did not respond 
two Fox News Latinos calls for comment. The change.org petition has drawn a number of supporters from Southern California's Latino community who are similarly angered at the theme park. Dia de los Muertos is a day of remembrance, a tribute to loved ones who have passed. Would you go out and party the day of your mother's or father's death? Luis Ray of Los Angeles said, It is a day of respect for the dead and has significance in our culture. Why not go out and party on Memorial Day? How about 9-11? It's a day of remembrance and respect for the dead. It's not the first time that the marketers and companies that marketers and companies have faced a backlash for using Day of the Dead. Icono, oh, iconography? That's a hard word to say. You know, I'm really good after only two syllables. Three, I'm done. <laughs> the holiday originated in Mexico, but has spread across the globe and is meant to honor deceased family members. Families build private altars called ofrendas to honor the dead, offering them sugar skulls, marigolds, and favorite foods and beverages as vid- and visiting graves with those items as gifts. Disney drew the ire of angry Latinos when it tried to trademark Dia de los Muertos with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office last year and quickly announced it was withdrawing its trademark request. Disney obviously responded to public pressure. Genevieve Barrios Southgate, director of community programs at Bowers Museum in Santa Ana, said, I guess that's what happens when you don't have culturally sensitive people as your advisors. In 2011, United, United States Universal Studios Hollywood also added a Oh, this is going to be a hard one to read. For any Joe. La Llorona. La Llorona. Via de... La Llorona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mary Jo. Yeah, Nancy. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Um, Via de Almas Perdidas to their popular Halloween Horror Nights and recruited Mexican actor and Itumama Tambien star Diego Luna as a creative consultant to design the new maze. La... Go ahead, ladies. Llorona. Llorona. Or the Weeping Woman is a mythical figure attached to the Day of the Dead in popular culture. Some people were angered that the Latino figures they grew up with would be used as fodder for ghoulish mazes and haunted houses. La Llorona is a macabre... How do I say Macabre is right. Macabre is right. Right? It's that darn R. Yeah, that's okay. Just say macabre. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) I did ask. I'm not going to... I mean... It wouldn't, occur, it wouldn't occur to me to dress up as this character. She isn't a woman I can respect or relate to in modern day, said Yolanda S. Walter Mead, a San Diego film festival host. Women really do murder their children. What about a Mexican soccer player? That's a more positive example of a Latino figure to dress as for Halloween. Even a Day of the Dead skeleton would be at least a little educational, not so offensive. The Latino culture has so much more to offer than only these scary, scary folkloric characters, she said. Okay, discuss. It's Halloween. I, I, now, Mary Jo, but you're Spanish. I'm Spanish, and I'm also I'm Mexican saying. heritage. I, okay, so so you have no problem? Like, no. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm asking. No? No big deal? No. But isn't it, like, religious? Pardon me? But isn't Dia de los Muertos kind of religious? They do a parade for it. Um... I have not, and you know, in the in the Latino culture at my church and, and stuff, we we celebrate All Souls Day. Dia de los Muertos is it's cultural, yes, but I this is the first that I've heard that it's so respectful um, that that they're trampling on on the traditions of the Latinos that do celebrate it. But I mean, just because they're doing a maze about it. They've, they've been well, doing it for years. And there, I was just looking up online since I don't do the scary farm type stuff. I noticed that there was something about a dance party, too, that has something <laughs> to do with it. 
And maybe that's what they're referring to seems to be, you know, So, Michael, one of our favorite scare zones at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios was called Dark Christmas. Yes. About scary elves and scary Santa Claus type people. Right. Is that disrespectful? I, I that was the secular part of Christmas. I didn't I didn't see that as the religious part of Christmas. But so I didn't see it as Christmas. I mean, Se- well, no, but Santa Claus is secular. Christmas. That's not religious. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I mean, you know, there's Saint Nicholas, but the Santa Claus is secular. I think that if they had like the Santa Claus, Christmas. if they had a nativity scene, I guess if we looked at it that way, if you had, well, I think that would be in any culture. The nativity scene in in a horror would be very offensive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the three wise men were out with chainsaws, you know, oh, God. killing people, yeah, then that I would be I hope we're not giving Hollywood <laughs> Universal Studios any ideas. <laughs> but I was just at Olvera Street, like I said, on, on this tour, and they have for Dia de los Muertos, they had all kinds of decorations. They had skeletons being hung by garlands, which was kind of macabre looking. They had candies mm-hmm. and wax candles and etc., that to me did not have any type of solemnity and respectful or anything. It was more of like festive and fun. And, and so it's kind of hypocritical to me for them to, for the people who are protesting these parks and, and having mazes for the other los muertos and making it scary. It's hypocritical if they're going to protest that, then I think they should protest the candles and the, and the uh, commercial aspect of places like Olvera Street that are selling all of these artifacts. Not artifacts, but stuff. Okay. Because the kids are going to play with them. I mean, scary things and haunted houses have always taken revered things and Made them. turned them on end. And Yeah. Um, how about a bride with a hatchet? I mean... Yeah. Right. It's the... Uh, it, it's true. of marriage being... Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. I I don't know. I I guess I'm over the morbidity of too many of these haunted houses, scary type things. I I just, I don't know. I just don't see what it does beneficially for our society. (laughs) I I can just see my relatives in El Paso are going to, they're going to listen to the show and go, what what do you mean you were saying that it doesn't mean anything? (laughs) That that, that is no offense. (laughs) Okay. Well, you were awfully quiet during that, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I, I just threw it out there. I, you guys okay, do it. Cool. Yeah, I'm not going to get involved with that controversial. Only blackfish with mirror of the. Uh, yeah, that's you too. Okay, now this one I've got some big ideas about this controversial oh. story. Anaheim reveals new details on convention campus expansion. Not hmm. really controversial. Okay, no, now look at there. Did you see that Nancy was like, hmm, yeah, I think actually this was yes, controversial. Nancy. Hmm. You, you've been reading ahead, haven't you? No, that was just the... Are they going to just put a new, another Starbucks in? <laughs> no, they're going to do more than that. The okay. Anaheim Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau, the City of Anaheim, and the Anaheim Convention Center, alongside the three local area hotels that form the Anaheim Convention Campus, didn't know it was called that, Hilton Anaheim, Anaheim Marriott, and Sheraton Park Hotel, have recently embarked on an extensive expansion and renovation plan to improve the campus's meeting space and visitor accommodations and amenities. 
The project began earlier in the year and was spearheaded by the Anaheim Convention Center announcement to expand its current facilities with an additional 200,000 square feet of flexible space to be used for exhibits, meetings, and events. However, in addition to this expansion, there are other upgrades taking place at the center and at the trio of adjoining meeting properties. So first, with the Convention Center, an additional 200,000 square feet of flexible space for exhibits, meetings, and events, a new 2.4 megawatt rooftop solar array, the largest of any municipally owned convention center in the country, providing renewable power for meetings and conventions. Nice. Recently completed the Grand Plaza that connects campus hotels with the Anaheim Convention Center in a safe, exclusive group setting. Hilton Anaheim, corridor reservations, oh, renovations, corridor renovations including Axminster Carpet. Nancy knows everything. What's Axminster Carpet? No clue. Ah, okay. Well, Google it while I'm reading. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Axminster like A X Minster Axminster. Yeah. Um, wall vinyl, enhanced lighting, and Southern California themed artwork. High energy lounge with communal seating and upgraded technology. Ooh, high energy. Big things. I know. Addition well, yeah, that's of a marketing term. Yeah. Addition of private chef's kitchen, and of course, an expanded Starbucks. The Anaheim Marriott. Refresh a refresh of all guest rooms and corridors, including new carpet and furniture. Reinvented lobby and outdoor spaces for groups to network, socialize, and unwind. Brand new infuse bar, spelled lowercase n, capital F U S E. Restaurant and social lounge. Infuse, get it? Play on words. Sheraton Park Hotel upgraded gigabit speed technology throughout. Okay, there's something with increased internet speed and function space and guest rooms. Because most conventions have the worst internet known to man. Newly rede redesigned guest rooms and public areas. New function space renovation includes new carpet, wall coverings, and energy-efficient LED lighting throughout. New restaurant concept with a nostalgic feel. We don't know yet. We're just, it's going to be a new concept, but it's going to still kind of feel like it's old. The Anaheim Convention Center expansion is slated to begin first quarter 2015 with an expected completion of 2017. The hotel's renovation projects are currently in progress. And some will be completed by early next year. So, the Anaheim Convention Campus offers a walkable environment, according to the press release, with the Hilton and Marriott only a total of 120 steps from the Convention Center, with the Sheraton <laughs> is a total of 430 steps. There wow. you go. That's Mr. Carpets steps, so. are pretty cool. Okay, what are they? Can you explain <laughs> them to us? They are very, very high level, um, high level looms that can create very intricate patterns. Usually, like, um, if you think about how intricate Persian carpets are, um, these have the ability to create all kinds of, um, pictures and Rococo prints and all kinds of, just, you know, they can do portraiture in the carpets. So that kind of thing. Cool, I want a carpet with my... You lost me on carpet. They're really, really foofy, fancy carpets that right. are very and detailed. Sounds like sounds like they hide the dirt well. So an expanded Starbucks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I said the beginning. I know. That's the news. I thought you had some thoughts on that. No, oh, it's so controversial. Okay. The Axminster carpet. The, oh, okay. Uh, really, thoughts? I was, I was making a joke because there's really nothing oh, okay. controversial about no. refreshing rooms and 
refreshing rooms and 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 high what was the foofy marketing term they used for the <laughs> the the high energy yes high energy Ooh. a high energy lounge <laughs> get my crystal <laughs> and my private table um and infuse i'm really so excited like, about like a 600 dollar bottle of vodka please thing? i don't know i'm old um infuse <laughs> You're I don't know what infused means. I mean, it sounds like now it's a Vegas club, which is really well. Great infused for that. is when you stick. Which is what I know old, what infused means. Old Thank business guys want to have. I understand the word infused. I would. Okay. I hope. Fine. I just hope that in sync dedicate that lounge. Yes, with the end, lowercase n. Okay, from now mm-hmm. on, I think everything. I want every word that we relate to convention center has to have lowercase n. If it starts with an n, <laughs> and instead of i n, it should be lowercase n. And then whatever the, the rest of the word is. Um, and my favorite is the new restaurant concept with a nostalgic feel. Okay. Yeah, that's like So me. like a diner? I don't – it's a concept. It doesn't even mean oh, it's going to okay. be a restaurant. We got an idea for a restaurant, but it's still going to kind of – But we can't tell you. Yeah, we don't really know. So how about new but nostalgic? But I didn't know about <laughs> the steps. I kind of want to try to see if it's actually that tr- – if that's true. Like actually – Depends on which steps. door you go out of. I know. I want to know, but um, – I didn't. I didn't know it was called the campus, so I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's why. That's what we do here. Yeah, but actually, the Sheraton saying upgraded gigabit speed technology, whatever that actually. I know what gigabit. That's a means. lot of that is computer terms. No, and I understand what it could mean, but it could also mean nothing. Like, yeah, our back end is <laughs> going to be great, but you're still going to get crappy internet in your hotel room. Oh. Um, but yeah, there you go. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. All right, time for Rapid Fire, Michael. Boys and girls of every age, (laughs) wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas in special theatrical release. So if you want to see this fantastic show that inspired the overlay at our haunted mansion during Christmas and Halloween... Um, at select AMC and Cinemark Theaters, um, Nightmare Before Christmas will be shown on October 31st, November 2nd, and November 5th. At the El Capitan Theater, the Nightmare Before Christmas will be shown from October 24th through November 2nd. And what is special about this showing is that it will be not in 2D, not in 3D, but in 4D. Uh, <laughs> I love it in 4, um, it will 4D. Be, there will be interactive sensory effects, including lights, scents, wind, snow, and fog. Yep. So we will have links to where you can buy tickets and learn more information um, to, at AMC and Cinema, Cinemark, and also... For the El Capitan. So get into the Hollywood, Hollywood, Halloween spirit with Jack Skellington and his ghoulish friends. I highly recommend the El Capitan because it's so much fun to see it in 4D. And it's fun to say El Capitan. (laughs) It is. She makes it sound so romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo. Well, we've talked about the Big Hero 6 meet and greet and we have more information now. Um, at the Disneyland Resort, the meet and greet is going to be, there's going to be a recreation of Hito's Robotics Workshop near the Starcade in Tomorrowland, which is very close, right next to the Magic Eye Theater, where they're showing the Big Hero 6 sneak 
peak. So I think that's the same one where they had that workshop for one of for the uh, Wreck It Ralph meet and greet. Yeah. It's in the same place. So as you're exiting Space Mountain, or if you're going, if you know where those restrooms are over there, the meet and greet is right there in the arcade. And of course, they'll be closing down the arcade while be, while they have it. So it'll be fun. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, real quick, we talked about I mentioned Halloween Horror Nights while we were talking about the the Dark Christmas. Um, there is a video up that uh, that Craig did of highlights of Halloween Horror of yeah Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Hollywood. I will make sure we put a link to that in the show notes page. So if you want to check out the scare zones and the mazes and all of that kind of stuff, um, what I do want to mention for Rapid Fire is that we are getting an early Christmas at the Disney at Disneyland Park. Um, the actual official di- nights or official day of the official start of holidays at Disneyland Resort was supposed to be November 13th. However, the schedule came out for the first week of November and the parade and the fireworks are starting at Disneyland Park on the 7th of November. So you can get those those two things a week early. So that weekend, the 7th, 8th, the 9th, you'll be able to experience the the parade and the fireworks there at the Disneyland Resort, which means, if rumors are correct, November 2nd is the final chance ever to see Remember Dreams Come True fireworks. What do you mean ever? It's going away? Well, the rumor is, the rumor is that we're getting a new fireworks show for the 60th. And after Christmas, we will be getting a dumbed-down version, or what did they? It was going back it's to the, the fantasy, classic fantasy, fantasy in the sky, fantasy in the sky fireworks, temporarily, while they prepare for the new fireworks show this summer or this coming summer. I hope they, I, they have a lot to live up to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Davison is doing it, isn't he? The new fireworks. I hadn't show? heard, but I would think so. He's yeah. doing He's the all guy. of the yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's my rapid fire, uh, Nancy. Okay, well, mine has to tie in with Michael's. Oh, okay. Because speaking of Nightmare Before Christmas and the excitingness that that brings to our Halloween season, on mm-hmm. Friday, October thirty first. Saturday, November 1st, and Sunday, November 2nd, Danny Elfman will be performing a concert of the music of Tim Burton Films, which he, of course, has done all of. Um, On the 31st and 1st, he's going to be at the Nokia Theater at LA Live in downtown LA, and he'll be in Anaheim at the Honda Center on November 2nd. So you can buy tickets online for it um and in fact um you can enter at the el capitan to win a pair of tickets to this concert pretty cool danny elfman put up a youtube video the other day i posted it on my wall and i think mary joe has it sent a link somewhere for it too um for that so um but now the good news is if you aren't here um in the u.s or i mean here around us like in la (laughs) um actually 
if you are in um, Columbus, Ohio on the 15th of November. Let me check my schedule. Okay. Danny Elfman will be performing the same concert in Columbus, Ohio. And if you are in uh, in London, he will be uh, at the Royal Albert Music Hall on December 12th performing the same concert. So there's two more chances if you miss him in L.A. and Anaheim. <laughs> Those are like random cities, okay. But no, I mean, still, we have listeners in Ohio. We have listeners in London. Shout out to Ohio. Okay, thanks. Hi, Bex and Gav. In Ohio? In London. Oh, I was going to say, uh, wait a minute. London, <laughs> Ohio. London, Ohio, yes. So anyway, we do have, you know, people who listen to us in, in those others. So if you aren't in the Anaheim area, I mean, wouldn't that be fun uh, on, on Dia de los Muertos going to going to see Danny Elfman perform? Tim that Burton? would be sacrilegious. I'm kidding. Less sacrilegious. Think of your relatives while listening to Danny Elfman play <laughs> music. All right. Okay, thank you, you, you know I'm rolling. You do you hear me rolling my eyes at yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. SeaWorld, of course, has yeah. a new thing. My of goodness. course. Yes, they have a new thing called yeah. PhotoKey. PhotoKey. Similar, yes. And um, San Diego SeaWorld has it, and it is, well, actually, there's PhotoKey Plus, and um, there's <laughs> PhotoKey, yeah, PhotoKey. I'm sure they that was an entirely new idea of their own. Yeah, but I'm just telling you what it means. Okay, it's $45 if you buy it online, $49.95 if you get it there. Um, and what you get is you get to unlock a world of memories, collect and view and share your in-park photos instantly. And you can create custom memorabilia using pictures from your day at SeaWorld San Diego at SeaWorld.com slash PhotoKey. You collect your photos from exciting ride and photo locations using a unique QR code that is linked to your PhotoKey account. We know what all this is for Disney people. Um, pictures taken by our in-park photo team will also be linked to your account using this unique QR code. So it's making me sound – make it, it sounds like you might be able to do your own pictures too. Because hmm. it says pictures taken will also be linked to your account. Weird. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe you could do both. Um, instantly view and share all of your photos using the PhotoKey app for Android and iPhone. Ooh. Okay, so this is a little step up than the other one. Relive your memories with one-of-a-kind memorabilia. PhotoKey Plus is available at a bunch of different photo locations. I don't want to get through all, go through all of them. Past members get the best deals. And what's interesting, though, is you can get an annual one for $75 online, $80 if you um, buy it. Now, that's a new idea. Yes. Well, I also think that you can put your own photos in there. I think it's a combo. Because why would you have an app if you – so you could take your own pictures? Um, Let's see. So PhotoKey Plus is – let's see – I don't know. I'm having trouble. Oh, no, they're both called PhotoKey Plus. So I don't know why they call it PhotoKey and then PhotoKey Plus. But um, for single-day visitors, unlimited access and digital rights to your photos, discounts for online purchases, as well as $10 credit to be used at PhotoKey, discount pricing on in-park photo products, up to 70% off prints. So I guess at the park. PhotoKey lanyard and PhotoKey activation card, single day of uploads to your PhotoKey account. Okay, so you get to upload your own stuff. Wow. Um, so that you can add borders yeah. and things like that. Yeah. 
annual photo key plus for multi-day visitors or annual um, you get unlimited access to digital rights the ten dollar credit discount pricing on in park photo up to 70 percent um photo key lanyard and photo activation card 365 days of uploads to your photo key account so now if i had it annually could i take like our christmas picture and then put shamu in it because if i have it for the whole year even though i didn't go like i don't mm-hmm. i'm wondering if it's like not geotagged so you could just do it that's kind of cool um photos from interaction programs and special events not included but are available so that's actually a different yeah. combining the two, combining your own personal ones and that I think is interesting. And a whole year. Not, not, like I think Disney had a, And Disney it's like half, char- half the price of Disney's. Yeah. yeah, I think Disney could charge an arm and a leg if they could do that. Don't give them that. any ideas. Yeah, what would you pay what would you pay for an a an, an annual version of PhotoPass Plus at Disneyland? Yeah, where you could then and you could upload your own pictures to it. I, does, I don't know. I think you might be able to do that now. Yeah, okay. I'd have to check, but I th- I was thinking that was part of it. But what would you pay for an annual version of PhotoPass Plus? Oh. I don't know. It's it's already a hundred and something dollars, right? Almost. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll find it yeah. for us. Yeah. But anyway, SeaWorld has that. I think that's a very interesting idea, and I like that it's on the phone with an app. So yeah, I like that. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. That will do it for Rapid Fire. Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have a thread from Def NJEB, which is, I guess, Def New Jersey EB, something like that. And been on the Diz since October 2008 from Lincoln, California. And this person writes, keeping track of family in Disneyland. And I thought this thread was so funny because things have sure changed. Heading to Disneyland next week with the whole family, we're looking for an iPhone app that shows family member locations in Disneyland and DCA. Any suggestions? Thanks. So I thought this was really funny because what happened to let's meet at the statue at 11 o'clock for lunch or let's meet at City Hall, etc. Now it's what app should I use to get hold of my family members? And the first thing I thought of was the one that Nancy uses, which is, what is it? Find a friend? It's fine, fine friends, yeah. Fine friends, and I don't know how accurate that would be for uh, in the parks. I don't think it can go that. Small okay, that was of a of a geographical identification. So I thought, well, maybe this would be a good um, opportunity to to think when we are there with family members. What do you guys use? What do you guys do? Like when family splits up, or your friend, you're there with extended family or friends, and you split up, and you want to meet. How do you find out where every, where everybody's at? Let's say you're not going to use your cell phone, or even if you use your cell phone, what do you do? I'll start with Nancy. Well, we thankfully don't have that yet with the kids, as far as the kids <laughs> go. But we'll usually say, well, do we want to meet up at dinner, or do we want to meet up at a set time, and then we just set a time and a place, and then do that. What about you, Michael? But yeah, I mean, we don't do anything fancy. Yeah, we usually we do the same kind of thing. We'll we'll usually set a time. Either we'll meet at a for a meal, or maybe at an attraction at a certain time, and then we we sort of keep track. You know, is somebody running late or something? Just through text messages. You know, that's about it. Nothing fancy. I I just think that text messages don't always work because when people are in attractions you know it doesn't go through right. yeah what about you yeah. tony what do mm-hmm. you do well you know there's a lot of the 
pigeons around. <laughs> so I get a little scroll and I roll it up and put it. No, I'm. I do the same thing that every. I thought it was a lot funnier than everybody else. I thought it was um, funny. I was just thinking that they might. Thank you. I was laughing inside. <laughs> where you yes. liars? Whatever. Fine. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> Next time you're saying, "Hey, where are you, Tony?" I'm like, "I said a pigeon." Just don't train that pigeon um, to poop on us. Just mark his territory. Oh well, Tom's going to get that. The, the um, Snow White school of uh, communication. <laughs> yeah. No, I do the text message, and then but the issue is, you got to wait for them to get out of the attraction. Yeah. Like, I mean, or what, like Michael said, just, okay, I'll meet you at blah, blah, blah at this time. So, yeah, and, and the cell service in Disneyland is so awful, horrible. It's, yeah. And you know what? They can fix that. Not to bring football in because my team lost and I was there today. But for the last couple of years, it was awful because there's, I mean, it's a big concrete San Diego Stadium and there's no service. But they upgraded it. And now, and you know, everybody's checking fantasy football and stuff. It's no problem. I used to never be able to get any reception unless I was there like an hour before game time, and then, you know, 70,000 people are there, forget it. Now it's no problem, which means it is a fixable problem. I wonder if they could put a cell tower. He needs to fix it. The, the stadium, the college stadium here in Fresno did the same thing. Used to, because you're in a bowl, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no signal. They put cell phone towers at the four corners of the stadium. You can see them. I mean, so I don't know why it's fixable. Way, especially if they're throwing out the whole, like, especially like at um, Disney World, because it's still not good there, where you have the... You have the whole app thing to work with, but you right. can't use it. They need to step up. The amount of money they're charging everybody, they need to fix that. Especially when now that's the norm, using your phone right. and using apps. I yeah. think I'm not to turn this into a let's bash them for not fixing it, but let's bash them for not fixing it. Maybe they could put like a cell tower on top of the Matterhorn and have it triangulate off spires on the castle <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> And they can make it look like a big Oh, that would be so is. cool. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah, they could change it in different seasons. Break. I don't know. Bring back the stars. <laughs> what about you, Tom? What do you do? Like, Nancy, I'm not quite to that point yet where I meet you in three hours. But right now it's, we're going to sit on this bench. You go ride the ride and come right back. Or you go ride this ride and this ride and then come right back. Yeah. Um. But we're not to the. We're gonna leave you to your own devices for three hours, and then we'll call you. I think that the phones initially are are a good um, initially to to just kind of get the bearings when you're gonna meet people at the beginning when they come to the parks. But it's kind of unsatisfying in the fact that, like we we already yeah. said, so many times you're in an attraction, you don't get the call or you miss it or or what right. have you. I think it's just less stressful if you say at this time we're all going to meet, you know, or as close between, mm-hmm. you know, 15 minutes in case they're in lines or thing. But I have this really cool map that shows footprints wherever the kids go through the park and it just follows them. Stalker. We call it the Marauders. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just thinking, it sounds like the Marauders map. I wish. You're such a brat. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. Anyway, yeah, I'm lame. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> so would that be the Marauders app? <laughs> nice. If, if only we were technically uh, savvy, where we could do something. Yeah. But anyway, um, the thread will have a. Or is that only available at Universal Studios? <laughs> oh man! Um. Oh, I have just given them their next money-making. Uh... <laughs> so true. So true. But you know, if they added cell towers, then maybe they could do something like that at the parks. That people could use. 
Um, mm-hmm. We'll have links to our show notes for that thread if you have some ideas that you'd like to give or put in your own two cents. And let us know what you do when you uh, have family members that you want to get in touch with at the parks. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>